Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back to the Lightning Rod for January 26th, 2022. This is the Lightning Rod podcast, your official, unofficial home for Tampa Bay Lightning banter and amateur analysis, chirping, whatever. From Miami, I am Johnny Pipes. Across the virtual street in Palm Harbor is my partner, Gannon. What's going on, brother? Hello, all four of you listeners and you, JP. Well, <laughs> glad to be back. That number is is going to shoot right up. I feel it any second now. It's like a low <laughs> rumble in the streets. You know, you hear it from, you know, in the dark corners. Well, either way, we're just happy you're here if you're here at all. But if you want to talk to us, please do. We have a phone number you can leave a voicemail at if you want to uh, have it played on the show. Maybe we say something you disagree with. Call that number, 727-416-0613. Or you can email us, thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com, thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. Or you can slide into our DMs on Twitter. It's at lightningrodpod. All this will be in the show notes. So, yeah, welcome back. Uh, It's been a um, kind of a quiet week, only two games for us to speak of on the Lightning side, but there was a whole bunch of other crap. Aside from that, so uh, where do you where do you think you want to start? I'm hoping for this show we can kind of stay linear this time, uh, not go off on so many tangents. Uh, I guess I guess we could hop right into the uh, the Ducks game. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! No, no chit chat, no banter. First, what you're killing me, Smalls? <laughs> I feel like we can save a lot of that for for, for the end. Uh, I'm sure we've got a lot a lot to cover in the extracurricular categories. Sure. So for those who already forgot because you have um, really short short memories like like I do when you get up in your old age, uh, that game against Anaheim was on January 21st, and that was after a few-day break from their victory against the L.A. Kings. Now, of course, everyone would think logically, huh, well, you know, you're playing in Anaheim right after you're playing the Kings, so why not just play that back-to-back and then make your little trip up to uh, San Jose but no, and, and the NHL and in its infinite wisdom decided, hey, no, why don't you take like a, a couple day break and then go play 45 minutes down the street and then turn around and get your ass on a plane and get up to San Jose for a game the next night? You know, there are worse places to be stuck. I saw some guys making the best out of it, you know, get get some golf in, whatnot, you know, what you can do in California right now. Um, but kind of a uh, – kind of an up and down road trip, you know, high ups, low downs, low yeah. lows. There were, you know, the 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 Kings game was kind of a close game. But yeah, that one I was I was never too comfortable with even though yeah, that 6 to 4 score it doesn't really reflect that that sixth goal wasn't empty net, but and at no point was I ever comfortable. Right. Right. Well, we can't really say the same about about the uh the Ducks the Ducks game. Going into it, I not that I ever don't have a great feeling about games, but this was one I just kind of felt, you know, I wasn't expecting to lose, but I wasn't expecting to get, I'm not even going to call it a blowout. Even though it was 5-1, I was not expecting that much offense from a Ducks team that had just been shut out in back-to-back games. The, the only real note that I could put down was that Gibson had a hell of a game. That, that guy was on the fire. Best 
one of the best goaltending performance I've seen from any team this year. It, it was, you know, it was stellar. He stood on his head the whole game, and that whole Ducks team needed a bounce back game, needed a benchmark game, and unfortunately, we were the fodder for it. He was insane. I've been I've been a big John Gibson fan for a while, and what before the game, you know, I was saying, you know, I was a little nervous. I was adjusting my lines on fantasy for the day. And I have both Vasilevsky and John Gibson. I was like, you know what? You know, I'm, I'm always going to go with my guy here because uh, who was it? it? Was I also have Ilya Sorokin playing. Uh, he's my third goalie. And I was expecting I was expecting a high offense offensive performance from the Lightning. So I was like, you know, I don't want to lose those points with Gibson. I think having, having Vazzy in, it's, it's going to turn out in my favor. And then Vazzy ends up with like a negative five and Gibson ends up with a 10.6 or something. Yeah, I chose the wrong goalie for that day, but oh well, I still won my matchup. Well, he uh, had 32 saves on 33 shots. So it wasn't as if, you know, the, the Ducks defense was really holding the lightning back. They were getting a lot of shots in. Gibson was just doing absolutely ridiculous things yeah for for the longest time now gibson has been a crazy crazy underrated goaltender in the league just because the ducks you know they they haven't been contenders really since like 2017 or so they've been you know the one time they have made the playoffs since then it was a it was a sweep against the knights i think and, you know, since then, they've been a lottery team. But everybody, you know, will tell you that John Gibson, he's the only thing keeping this team from being being a lottery team. Yeah, he's been on him for a while. He's been on him for quite a while. Yeah, um, probably six, seven years now. I thought it was actually longer than that. Oh, he's only 28. Could, Holy it, smokes. It could be. Yeah, he, he again, he's a, he's a young guy, and he, he's been one of the most stable pieces of that team for, for years now. Yeah, so one, it one looks the, like he's been uh, – he was drafted by Anaheim in 2011. Okay. But he did not – it looks like he didn't play for him until uh, 20, the 2013-2014 season. He had three games for him. He really picked it up in 14-15. Uh, That's when he really started playing for him. Because mm-hmm, the, the Ducks, they also drafted Freddie Anderson – and it was kind of a choice between Gibson or Anderson. Uh, you know, you can only really have one starting goalie. It was kind of before teams started transitioning to that tandem style mm-hmm. we've seen in the last couple of years. And uh, they ended up sending Freddie Anderson to Toronto. And, you know, it, uh, it actually worked out really well in the long term. Yeah, Anderson's a good goalie, too. He's having a hell of a year right now. Oh, yeah. He's really flourishing with Carolina. Yeah. Amazing things happen once you get out of Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I've never met a more uh, disgruntled fan base. In, uh, well, I, maybe disgruntled is not a good word. Uh, jaded. Maybe jaded is like yes. the perfect yeah. word for that. And speaking of perfect words, uh, we're still waiting on a really good term for the kind of loss that we had against Anaheim where, you know, it wasn't a tank, but it was a good collateral loss. In the uh, in in terms of the president's trophy, that was a good collateral loss. I don't know. I I haven't really got any other good ideas for it yet, but we will get some, and we will uh, we will, we will coin this term. We'll make it a thing going forward. 
So that wasn't a good game. We lost five to one. Kevin Shattenkirk got the second goal. So you would think, hey, this is an awesome kind of uh, reunion with Corey Perry. He's going to be on fire for this game. But no, uh, the reverse happened, actually. We got burned by our old uh, Stanley Cup winning defenseman, Kevin Shattenkirk. Yeah, I, I know Corey Perry was really fighting hard in that first period. He um he had one good chance uh, where he beat Gibson on the uh, on the left side of the net. He had a wide open net, but I forget the defender that came back and lifted his stick last second. But uh, it was it was really early on in the game before any goals were scored. But I, I know Perry would have loved to to have gone back and, and scored. I think that was his first game back in Anaheim because when he signed with Dallas, I I think he had some injury troubles and never got to play in Anaheim. Uh, I, at least he was out for that game. And then last year with uh, Montreal, they had the uh, the divisions. The, the, he was in the North Division, obviously mm-hmm. didn't see Anaheim then. So I yeah. do believe this was his homecoming. Well, it wasn't really a good one. No, no. <laughs> pick the pick the bad night. And Shaddy, Shaddy Shatty looked Kurtz good. Actually, he did. He's he's having a decent bounce back season. I, I on Ducks Twitter last year, a lot of people weren't too happy with him, and you know I haven't heard the same much of the same this year. Yeah, he's never uh, he's never been a real flashy player. No, no. I you know I I just remember all of his. Uh, all of his uh, right side uh, deep point shots that always found his way through, uh, found those pucks, found their way through. You know, he again, he's not he's not a you know top line defenseman. You know, as we kind of saw with the Lightning, he w- he wasn't too defensively minded, but he wasn't a liability as a lot of people would say. But again, you know, he's you're not putting him out there at the end of the game or anything like that. I mean, that's not what the Ducks expected of him, I and mean, he's probably like third or fourth on their on their depth chart for for defense but i mean he he's a great offensive presence and he's brought a lot to that team that really needed some help from the blue line at least offensively Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that's been the ducks problem for the last couple of years is uh just offense all around but especially from the blue line yeah yeah well it was good to see him but not in that capacity uh we could have done without that they have a pretty good uh pretty good rookie that didn't really do much in that game. Uh, what is his name? This is, uh, Trevor Zegras? Yeah, Zegras. He had uh, three shots on goal, but nothing really to show for it. He was on the ice for 17 minutes, but he didn't have any any goals or any assists or anything like that, no points. No plus minus either. Yeah, I mean, he um, even with, you know, uh, put firing blanks on the board, he he's still noticeable everywhere on the ice. I mean, there's a reason why he he's breaking the hockey internet, especially with that uh, Michigan alley-oop style goal he scored uh, against the Sabres earlier this season. I mean, there, there were, you, you know, it's a big deal when the ESPN Instagram page posts that, you know, they could, they could care less about hockey and just the, the, this kid has taken the league by storm. Again, he's not a superstar yet. I do believe he is leading the ducks in, points i could be wrong it could be troy terry um who was another player that was missing out of the the ducks lineup which i kind of did glance over they they didn't have all of their all of their personnel they were playing more shorthanded than we were mm-hmm. and, and still found a way to come together and pull out a pretty decisive win 
So, okay, so he's not a rookie. He did play for him last year. He played 24 games for him last year. Was a plus six. Yeah, that's he's still he's still technically a rookie. He just he uh, did kind of beat that threshold. I think it's something like 30, 30 something games, or it might be forty one games. Uh, when you technically aren't a rookie anymore, it's got to do with games played and or age. And mm-hmm. he, yeah, I think he just narrowly missed the gap. Um, and he, he's right now. I think he's the front runner for the Calder Trophy. Um, he's got eight, 43 you know, points. It, yeah. Oh, my God. Does he really? Yeah, he's got 30, 30 assists and 13 goals. And, um, well, okay, no, I take that back. I'm looking at the wrong line because I'm a moron. He's got 30 <clears throat> points, which is still good. It's yeah. uh, 20 assists and 10 goals. He's got uh, – I'm counting both of his seasons together. Now, he's got 30 points on the season. Um, so that's that's pretty damn good. Pretty which that's solid. Good. You know, that's coming, you know, from a – I forget when he was drafted. You know, he wasn't, you know, super highly touted, but, you know, when he did start making his way into the league and his showing at the World Juniors uh, really, really started taking off. People started remembering the name Zegris, Zegris. Um, and, yeah, again, now he's just taking the league by storm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. So our, our lone goal on the evening uh, was Ross Colton or Ross Golton, as old mm-hmm. Rick Stroud would say. Uh, so it was a shot from see where his assists uh, Sergi and uh, Sorelli were the uh, two assists on that. That was Ross Colton's sixth goal of the year, which all seemed to have come like recently. Uh, we're saying his name a lot more. Love that man, Ross Colton. He is the future. I really like him. Somebody compared him to, uh, and and it may be a little early to make this comparison, but I do see some similarities. But Yanni Gord. Uh, he, he has that ferocious tenacity to him. He's, he's not an easy player to, to get off the puck. He's going to disrupt your plays and he's going to be hounding you. He, he doesn't bring that same like speed and maybe grit that Gord does, but just the, the, like, the, the tenacity of it. I mean, Colton, he's always involved in the play. He may not be as, uh, you know, defensively minded as Gord was, but, um, he, he, he brings it every night. I mean, he's, he's not the youngest, he's 24, 25. Again, he's, you know, never too late. Yeah, he's 25 years old. Um, he is kind of a pretty boy. That's the big difference I th- see with him and, and Gord. Gord was like, so Yanni Gord always reminded me of, of, of the little, uh, the bully's henchman in A, uh, a Christmas Story. Like he just kind of had that, <laughs> that that punch me face and he was a, a a glutton for punishment you know like every if, if anybody was ever stirring something up it was always Johnny and he was always smiling and laughing when he did it I don't see that out of Colton yet because he's kind of got that he's got that young fresh face you know like he looks like he just stepped out of high school oh yeah he, he does have a little bit of a baby face I'm not one to talk but he, he is a good bit younger than Gord as well I think um Gord's, I think he's right around 30 right now. Gord, Gord was older. He was undrafted. I believe we took Colton in the, in the fourth round. I'm not sure when, but um, yeah, 24, 25, uh, you know, he's still got plenty of time to, to develop. I'm not sure what kind of player, you know, he will develop into, but from what I'm seeing right now for, you know, um, you know, just under 80 something games, I'm really liking what I'm seeing. It's just another example of the lightnings, 
depth and ability to find these players mm-hmm. nobody else would really think of. Yeah, Gord's 30. He's 30 years old. Oh, that old boy. Yeah, it makes sense because I remember seeing him for the first time, um, I want to say like 14, 20, 2014 or 2015, I think. No, it was a little later than that. It, it might have been 16. I think it was 16 because I remember where I was because he came up the same time. That, like they brought a bunch of kids up like simultaneously. It was him, uh, Matthew Pika, uh, Adam Ernie, who just looks hilarious. Like er- Adam Ernie looks like somebody that does not need to be playing hockey, and yet he is. So, yeah, that was the uh, Anaheim game. Not a good, Not a good game, not a fun game, but a necessary game if you don't want the president's trophy. Another note is that we had power play after power play in that game. We were, we had seven power plays and didn't hit on any of them. And it wasn't for a lack of trying either. We had some really good opportunities. Kucherov and point moving the puck around really well, but it, it just goes back to John Gibson, just a, a, a 10 bell goalie performance. It, it couldn't have gone better for him. Maybe with a shutout, but still. Yeah. Shots were pretty even 33 to 35. Uh, face-off percentage, we won that 56 to 44, which to me, that's good. Uh, I guess if you're going to take anything positive out of the game, it's, it's, that's something that we're always trying to work on is, is having a better face-off percentage. So 56 is pretty good. I'd say. Yeah. I mean, it's better than what our season average is. Um, that's really been the Achilles heel for this team so far is, is face-offs. Uh, you know, I could point at some other issues wherever, but that's really the biggest thing that glances out at you is the the low face-offs which has been an issue for the last couple of years now so you know it's nice when we get some of those uh positive games so joining us on our first as our first guest ever is the niche internet micro celebrity and future hall of famer bogo norris happy to have us with him happy to have him with us how's it going how are we doing bogo oh it's just we're just doing great today I really like the energy you bring. You're, you're really excited to be here, actually. Yeah, it's fun. I've never done this kind <laughs> of before. Hey, we're, we're just brand new to it as well, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I've been following many of your accounts for the last couple of years. When did you actually, you know, when was the initial account made? All right. So the first account was Bogo for All-Star, which was in like 2018 I was watching a Sabres game and Bogo was hurt at the time and uh so yeah they was just they lost four nothing to Boston and everyone's like oh this team sucks what is going on and I was just like oh it's because we're missing our all-star defenseman Zach Bogosian and at that time I had like this account that I would just go and like troll on and I would just like mess with people my the name of it was like coke the niemi is a bust and it was literally right after he was drafted so <laughs> i i didn't like the pick so i was like ah screw this guy we'll just say that he's a bust and so i just made that my name and i would go to like the canadians and the leafs um cot sections and i just rip on people but i joined that it, it was this instagram live where everyone was just like ripping on bogo and they're like oh bogo bogo's nothing and i'm like ah oh, we, we were missing him he's we need him and they're just like nah screw you and so I was like, you know what? F you guys. I'm making or I'm getting Bogo to the All-Star game. So that's when we started the Bogo for All-Star account. I think I hit like a thousand followers within two weeks. And then I just got deleted out of nowhere. Then I made like 
three more ones that had to do with All Star, and they all got deleted, and it wouldn't let me make any more accounts. So when I made the big Bogo Norris account, I actually went and I stole one of my brother's accounts. I didn't tell him anything. I just went in, logged <laughs> in, out, and took it. And so then that's when Bogo Bogo for Norris started, and that one really blew up because Bogo scored a shorty that that year. It was like a week later, and I just hit like 5k within a month and i was like oh my god <laughs> she kind of blew up there i remember seeing your posts on every instagram <laughs> post that had to do with the all-star break or, or just anything it could be completely random and you'd always be at the top of the list bogo for all-star bogo for norris and yep. i gotta admit I, at at first it was annoying oh and yeah. then i <laughs> and then i just bought into it it became you know it along with everybody else, it just became actually, you know, just a a niche meme that somehow infiltrated its way into the lightning locker room, which is what I'm really interested to hear is, uh, is how that all happened. I know when the, the Sabres released uh, Bogosian, I was excited when we, when the, the lightning signed him, you know, uh, me and JP here, I mean, we're both, you know, diehard lightning fans. I'm going to assume you're diehard Buffalo. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. when, when Bogo got released, I was at a hockey tournament in Philly. I was like 16 at the time or something. And I was, all my team just started ripping on me. They're just like, oh, because they all thought that they all like, everyone, even now, they still mess with me up about Bogo. Oh, Bogo sucks. F you, buddy. And all this stuff. So, uh, so yeah, they just sit there and they just rip on me. So I scored that game and I, and I like was pointing to the sky. I was like, and like pretending like someone died or something like, and That's I was like, funny. Bogo and all this stuff. But then like we were driving home from the tournament and it's like Zach Bogosian's refusing to report to Rochester and his contract's being terminated. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and so uh, then he signed with Tampa. And then like a couple days after he signed with Tampa, I had gained like 4,000 followers. And I think at that point I was really close to 10 K. And so Holy I'm hell. Where's, then all of a sudden, I notice some verified dude, and I look, and I'm like, Alex Kalorn, what the hell? And so, did he follow Alex, you? He used to follow the big Bogo Norris account, and I was just, and so I DM'd him, I'm like, yo, thanks for following me. I didn't even notice that you followed me, and he just he responded something like, ha ha, no problem, and just like, like he followed me, Rob Ray, some dude from the NHL Network, I forgot who it was. I think, oh, Jameson Coyle. No way. Yeah, so I had all these like famous guys following me, but I the funniest did... one to me is Rob Ray. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did hear though from um, one of my friends. His dad is the from he's like the strength and conditioning coach for the Sabers. He said that when Boga was on the team, he asked his dad if they like knew about it, and he said all they would do was just like tease Bogo about my account. So apparently, the Sabers knew about it too. So. That, that's funny. I'm sure it wasn't, you know, as lighthearted as it was and, you know, as it yeah. is in Tampa, as it was in Buffalo. Yeah. Now the Tampa dudes, they love it. They were like, when I met Chernak, he was like asking me my name and stuff like that. And he's just him and I met him and Matthew Joseph in an elevator and they're just like, let me see the account. And I was like, all right. So I showed him. It was funny. That's way too funny, man. I mean, so right. I was at. I was at that um, 
Oh shit, it's slipping me now. But that that game where uh, he scored his first goal of the season, I was at that game with my girlfriend, and I was telling her even before he scored about the account. I was like, you know, this, this kid he's had this account for years, you know, and you know, trying to explain it to her as best good. And, you know, she didn't really get it. And then yeah. when I saw that that beautiful uh, that beautiful one timer from him, I, I just the I exploded. You know, the place of course exploded, but me. And probably the few other people in there that that knew about you know the the legacy of Bogo, we, <laughs> we were all just I was losing my mind. And then after that game, I'm pretty sure it was Sergachev that posted a picture of Bogosian said Bogo for Norris. Yeah, so Sergachev, me and him, we have a long like history, kinda. So Alex Kalorn was doing a charity live stream over quarantine like right before they won the cup and Sergachev was in there and I'm like yo Sergey what do you think about Bogo and he goes Bogo for Norris dude and I was like yeah this guy's sick and then he said it again in like some oh Bogo would like commented on some random post and he would just respond with Bogo for Norris and (laughs) so he knew about it and I was like this is great so we were just chilling <laughs> with Sergachev. That's so funny. No, was... Sergachev is one of the most personable guys on the team. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy that he bit on it. <laughs> Him and uh, Kalorn, those were the two, like, right from the gate that uh, that really kind of grabbed onto it. So, so that was fun. That's too good. So, um, how? So who got in contact with you when you went to, to the game? Did they contact you first or – uh, when, like when you brought the flag out. Okay, so it's like kind of a long story. You have to go back a couple of days. So I knew, though I know the hotel they, they always stay at because like me and my friends, we went there and we met Trevor Zegers there. He was a really cool dude. We've cool. met like half the Rangers roster, half the Devils roster. So we we always just go to the hotel and just look for look for players. And so when I heard that New Jersey game got canceled the day before, and they were flying in that Sunday or something like that. I was like, I got to see if they're going down there to play. And so my friend's beer league team was playing there at this, playing at the rinks there. And I was like, there's my excuse to go. <laughs> so I went down there and I'm looking for him. And obviously that night it was kind of late. So I didn't find anyone, but I looked at Sergachev's story and it was like right where I was standing. And I was like, yo. And so I was like, I'm, I got him. And so, um, so the next day I go back, it was like early in the morning and I was trying to see if they were going to, um, skate on the practice rink or at key bank, but they skated at key bank, but I was just like, Oh, whatever. I'll, I guess I'll just go to Tim Hortons and get a drink. So I walk in there and Ryan McDonough sitting there. I'm like, no way. And so I, he was talking to some old dude. This is kind of funny. The old dude's just sitting here. He's like, Oh, what are you ta- in town for? He's like, Oh, I'm in town for hockey. He's just like, aren't you a little old? He's just like, oh, I play professional hockey for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's just like, oh, so you're a pro athlete. And he's just, and then McDonald's like, yeah, I play for the Tampa Bay Lightning. He's just like, the old guy's like, oh, are you guys any good? And I was like, oh (laughs) my God. I was like, this guy's clueless. And so I get my, I go in line, I get my food and I sit down at the table behind McDonald's. And we just finished our food at the same time. So he was like, he gets up to leave and I'm getting up to throw out my garbage at the same time. And I just, the door, we went out the same door and I was just like, Hey Ryan, what's up? And he's like, how's it going? 
I'm just like, what do you think about Bogo for Norris? He starts laughing. I was I was wearing this hat. And he looks oh my at God. Me, and he goes, was that you who started it? And I'm like, yeah. And he's just like, no way. That's so funny. And then we just like had a full on conversation about it. Like we talked for probably like five minutes. Um, he was asking me about like, it wasn't even all about hockey. It was about like school and stuff like that. He's like, yo, are you from here? I'm like, yeah. And all this other stuff. So he was a cool dude. But then, uh, so I just stayed there for the, for like a little while longer and Maroon and Kalorn just walk out of the elevator. And then I'm just like, and Maroon didn't have a mask on, but Kalorn did. So I didn't recognize Kalorn, which pissed me off because he followed me at, well, not at the time, but he followed the older At guy. one point. Yeah. And so, um, I had Patty Maroon wasn't wearing the mask. And so I was just like, Hey Patty, what's up? He's like, what's up? Where the fuck's the ring? I was like, like, oh, you got to go down to floor three. And he's just like, God damn it. And he's like, who the fuck are these guys in this gym? Can we use this gym? And I was like, I don't know. Probably you're in the NHL. And he's just like, yeah, we'll see. And Kaloran was just like laughing. He's sitting there staring at my hat. (laughs) I was so mad that I couldn't recognize him. I was sitting there so mad. But anyway, what a shame. Later that night, um, they were like a lot of the guys were going down to dinner and I was still at the rink because I was trying to find Bogo. I wanted to meet the dude. <laughs> and so uh, I, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, all right, I got to go home. It's getting late. And so I get in the elevator, Turnak, Palat, and Ruda are all standing there. And there's some random dude. The dude was like going down one floor and the rest of us were going down to the bottom. And so um, I get in the elevator with them. The, the random dude gets off and I look at him I'm like, boys, where's Bogo at? And they're like, oh, he's at the restaurant. And I was like, oh, all right. And he's, and then I'm like, go go for Norris, boys. And they're just like, and then uh, Palat just started laughing. And Turnix and the, like dying. He didn't say a word, though. He's just like, he's like, and Palat's like, yeah, yep, go go for Norris. And then, uh, th- then I was like, all right, see you, boys. And I got out and I was left and went to my car. But um, so then the next day I go back. And I, the ramp that they go to over to the rink was on floor three or whatever. So I just went down there and I was sitting there, but it was an outdoor ramp. So it was cold as hell. It was freezing. So I'm sitting there, I run inside, I'm going back and I'm just like, Oh my God, I got to go back upstairs. And I was going to the rink and, um, you're to the practice rinks. And so, uh, I'm getting, I'm standing there waiting for the elevator to come. Then all of a sudden, Chernak and uh, Matthew Joseph walk in and I'm just like yo no way and uh I'm, and then Chernak looks at me and goes hey you're the Bogo guy right and I was like yeah that's me he's just like oh nice nice I, I'm like you remember me he's like yeah from yesterday you were telling us Bogo was going to win to Norris and I was like yep he still is and he's just like <laughs> he's just standing there like oh so what's your name and I was like oh I'm Cameron and we just started talking he's just like and then Matthew Joseph just goes, are you the one that runs that account? I'm like, yeah, you guys want to see? And they're like, yes. And so it gets to my floor. They were going up a fo- to a higher floor and it gets up to, or it gets to my floor. And Matthew Joseph's literally standing there holding the door open so I could show them the account. They wanted to get that bad. <laughs> and I was just like, all right then. But so that was, those were the last dudes that I seen. Oh, I did see Jack Quinn in the elevator because he was staying in that hotel too because it's right next to the rink. 
And so after the prospects challenge, which was over the summer, we seen Jack El- or Jack Quinn in the elevator. So I told him, take it easy on BOGO if you ever play him. <laughs> and so he thought that was the funniest thing ever. So I seen him again and I was like, yo, remember what I told you at the prospects challenge? He's like, this guy's fucking crazy. Who is this guy? I'm like, take it easy on BOGO. And then he just starts dying. He's like, I remember you. He's just like, I'm like, Bogo for Norris. And he starts laughing even more. He's like, dude, that is hilarious. And I was like, yeah, so take it easy on him. And obviously, Jack Quinn didn't do shit that game because no one on the Sabres did. So he listened to me. So (laughs) So now actually getting into the game part, we go into the game and me and my friend, we got the flag, right? So we find we get there kind of late. It was like about five minutes before warm-up started and there's like one spot on the glass open i'm like we gotta run down there we sprint down there we hold it up on the glass so we're like coming out of the door or coming out of the locker room they they're looking right at us and so i'm like there's no way they're gonna miss this and so they start coming out and then uh bogo kind of side eyes me and i was just like i was like oh now you're gonna acknowledge me (laughs) but then uh but then Chernak, he looks at me and he just starts laughing. And so warm-ups go on. I, I'm just getting looks from all the guys and stuff like that. And so warm-ups ends and I'm folding up the flag. And all of a sudden, some trainer walks down. He wasn't. He's like a Buffalo-only guy. Like he, I see him at every game that I go to. He, he's just like the away team locker room, whatever, something or other. But anyway, he just comes down to me and he's just he's holding a hyperlight. And he, I'm just like... And I know Bogo is the only one that doesn't use a custom graphic hyperlight. So I'm just like, <laughs> I turned to my friend. I'm like, that dude's got Bogo stick and he's coming right towards me. Then he points at me and he's like, you. And I'm like, me? And he's like, yup. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> and so at the time, I thought that he was only holding Bogo stick. But he comes down and he's just like, his arms are full of shit. And I'm like, what the hell? He's just like, the team wants your flag. And I was like here you go. He's just like, Oh, you don't even want to see what we got to offer. And I was like, sure. I mean, I see you got a stick. That's all I really care about. And he's just like, here, we got two long sleeve shirts, uh, two polos, two hats, which is this hat. So it's just like a team, the team hat. So they're just standing there and he's just like giving me all this shit. I'm like, Holy hell. What are you, what is this? And I hand him the flag and then he, he looks at the bench, holds up the flag like this. And then everyone on the bench just goes, yeah. And they start celebrating and stuff like that. And I'm just that's like, so funny. I'm like, that's hilarious. And so I was, I'm standing here I, with BOGO stick and a shit ton of other stuff. I'm like, what the hell? And my friend I was with, he hates the lightning. He absolutely hates them. So he was just there helping me hold up the flag. And so I'm just <laughs> So they gave me two of everything. So one would be have be for him. The only thing they didn't give me two of was Bogo stick, but he's just like, I don't want that shit. I hate the lightning, but that <laughs> Kucherov got a hattie that game. So we ended up throwing the one hat on the ice for it. Oh, so, <laughs> that's but awesome. Anyway, uh, so I'm carrying all this shit around. I'm like, what the hell? And so we moved down and we, we had tickets in like the nosebleeds just cause they were like five bucks. Those Sabres tickets are ridiculously. Oh, my God. And so we just moved down to behind the bench because no one goes to games anymore. So we sit there. And then at the end of the game, I go up and I, uh, I'm i holding Bogo's stick. And I'm just like, Bogo's coming off the ice. I look over the plexiglass and I'm like, thanks for the stick, Bogo. And he looks at me and he winks. And I'm like, yeah, he finally <laughs> gave me some real acknowledgement. But 
now they got the, now they got the flag. So I, I or I DM the equipment manager, the one dude. He's the only guy I knew that was the equipment manager, and so I DM him and I'm like, "Yo, I think it's absolutely sick that you guys wanted the flag, but I just got to ask." what did you want it for? Cause it seems kind of random. And he just responds to something along the lines of ha 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 ha. We wanted to uh, hang it up in our players lounge for all to see or something like that. And I was like, bet. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the pogo for Norris flag now. So I hope that's on, so wicked. I hope on that, uh lightning recharge thing, they show the video of it all because it would be a really funny video. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Man. Oh, I got to look out for that. Yeah, I looked at the last one. It ended like a week before that game. So the next one that comes out, it should be on there if it's going to be on there. So hopefully, hey, you want to uh, do you want to plug your your uh, your products? You have a whole you have a whole uh, list of merchandise here with your with your logo on it. I'm I'm a big fan of this uh, sticker, the die cut sticker. That is amazing. Honestly, I haven't even thought about that stuff in probably a year. Like I completely just quit even trying with that like i when i first released it i think i got like 10 sales or something but then after that i just stopped caring i was like yeah whatever so it is what it is if someone finds that link i was like go for it and but if not it's like yeah whatever so most of the stuff i get is just for myself now like i had this hat specially made for me the flags these flags back here like this one on the wall right here and I have that one, which is my old, old profile picture, clearly because he's on the Sabres in that pic. Yeah. But, um, and then I have a BOGO for All-Star one. And so uh, a couple of my buddies over at Justition, which is like a Buffalo like sports apparel company, they, they're just like, they were my first like sponsors. And I was just like, yo, guys do you think we could collab and like make some flags or something because they always did flags and they're like they're like dude yeah let's do it and so they made that one and then they made the bogo for all-star one the bogo for all-star one actually had like five or six sales i think so there's some of those floating around out there this one i really considered buying uh buying one of them I, I've, I've gone on the website more than once <laughs> Yeah, this one back here, I don't think we sold any of those, but we just did a ton of giveaways and we gave the rest of them away. So I think there's nine of them floating out there. The one, one of them, my friend won the giveaway, which sounds completely rigged, but it was one of the Justition dudes who picked them. They're like, how about this guy? And I was like, yo, that's like one of my best friends. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's like, oh shit, is this going to sound like it's rigged? I'm like, you picked them. I got the screenshot. So, <laughs> so I'm like, sounds good to me. But yeah. So here's a question for no, you. That, that's here's, a wicked story. Go on. I got I got a question for you since we haven't really gotten any responses yet from our from from our fan base. But uh, what would you call a game? Let's say that your team is kicking ass, right? And you you know you don't want to win the president's trophy because of the curse and all that stuff. But you 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 get your ass kicked a game, but you're not tanking. Like you're clearly not tanking, but you played terribly. What, what, what would you call that game? Like, I call it like a collateral loss, but we need like a cool snappy term for it. Like it's, it's, you know, you know, your team's doing fine. You don't have anything to worry about, but you get wrecked like we did against Anaheim. Um, probably just a fuck around game. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> 
I I played in a couple of those games in my old league when I I lived in Binghamton for a little bit in my high school league there we uh we were first in the league for a while and we like we got a first round bye but we just would lose random games and then we'd just be like yeah whatever like it just didn't matter I mean I don't really know a term for it though I mean yeah I mean fuck around game is cool but we need <laughs> we need like the PG alternative too if we want to get the kids to say it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where you would go with that one. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to stick with collateral loss for now. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe something better will pop up, but I'm definitely going to start referring to a, a fuck-around game, you know, when, when we're not around people. <laughs> so do you watch more Lightning games or Sabres games in 2021, 2022? Okay, so here's how it goes. Well, this year it's definitely – definitely been more sabers just because bogo's been hurt a lot mm-hmm. but it like say they're playing on the same night and bogo's playing i'll have the sabers game on my tv and then the lightning game on my laptop if bogo's on the ice i watch the lightning game if he's not i watch the sabers game so it goes bogo over sabers but sabers over lightning so okay okay i was so. told there'd be no math <laughs> but yeah so it's no, just I- it's just like a little thing that I do. It's just, but I got, I got both Stanley Cup champion hats. So it's like one of those things. Like I love the Lightning. And it's just, I cheered for the Lightning that game though against the Sabres just because of the fact that I told my friend, he kept asking me, he's like, who are you, who are you going for? And I'm like, who are you cheering for? I'm like, I don't know. We'll have to see. But once they gave me all that stuff, I'm like, oh, they bought my support. <laughs> so, yep, yep. <laughs> You've got a cheap price. Is that is that stick signed or is it just a BOGO stick? It was his warm-up stick. He didn't sign it or anything, but I do have another one of his signed sticks that's right above me right now. It's like oh. up looking behind the phone. But but uh, I got it on NHL auctions. I was the only bidder on it <laughs> for a, a hundred bucks. I got Bogo's, <laughs> oh my god. This BOGO's game you stick from the bubble. So and it's signed. So that one's signed. But the other ones not. Okay, that that that's pretty cool. Those, those will be uh those will be a family heirloom later on down the road. <laughs> I'm having those buried with me. Nice, <laughs> nice. I like that better actually. They're going in the grave with me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll need it in the afterlife. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, all my friends think I'm absolutely crazy for everything that I do. I mean, we had a fantasy hockey league. And uh, we were all sitting there at my old friend's house drafting. And uh, the, I had the, like, 11th pick or something. And they're just like, I'm like, I'm taking BOGO here, boys. And my one friend's like, no, you're not. And he's just like, I swear to God, if you take – I don't remember who the player was, but it was, like, some guy he wanted. And I was like, dude, you don't have to worry. I'm taking BOGO. He's just like, <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. He's like, it was, like, super cold out at that time. And he's like, I will jump in the pool right now if you do. And I was like, all right. And my pick came up, and I picked them, and they all they all just pussied out. So, I got to ask, how cold is it there right now? Um, right now it's like, I think like around twenty. Oh God! And then um, yesterday was like ten ish, somewhere around there. So it's pretty damn cold. <laughs> yeah. I'm not built for that. I'm right outside of Tampa, and it's. You know, just just teetering on like sixty, and and that's bad enough. That's warm weather. That, that's too. I know, I know. For me, that that's two jackets and two pants. That's shorts weather. It's amazing how you are a true uh, buffalo boy. It's amazing how quickly your body will acclimate. Like I spent 
multiple years in, uh, in Alaska. And, um, you know, I, I, when I first got back down to Florida and I'm down here in Miami and it got down to the sixties and people were throwing on their fancy fur coats and all that stuff. And I'm walking around in like a tank top and shorts. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with you? Now you stay here for about two years and you're like, Oh man, I need my hoodie today. What's going on? <laughs> like we no, want to make uh, Disney world the one time, like it was like, I think 70 out or something like that. Like right around 70, like 65, 70, somewhere in that range. And we're out wearing shorts and everyone's like all bundled up. And we're like, what the hell? <laughs> That'd be me. <laughs> awesome, man. It was really great hearing, hearing that story. It's really nice, uh, you know, seeing the, the non-robotic side of, of these players, you know, giving them some life and just how, how a, a small, stupid, you know, internet meme can transcend its way into an NHL championship locker room. And yeah, I think it's, it's something else, and it, and it was really good hearing it from the horse's mouth. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. It's a funny story. I tell everyone it now. And <laughs> hey, you'll have it for life. Yeah. And uh, for you know, the stick, crazy. you'll have it in death, too. <laughs> you You live in Buffalo or upstate New York and have had – have met more lightning players and have had longer conversations than I will ever have in my entire life living in Tampa. <laughs> yeah, it was, that was, that day was absolutely crazy. I was, I was like going to the game. I was disappointed that I didn't get to meet Bogo. And I was like, God damn it. I wasted like two straight days just looking for this dude. But then I got to the game. We were holding up the flag and he comes down with that stick. And I was like, it's all worth it. It's all worth it. But, yeah, like, absolutely. It, uh, wasn't playing that night so i was like oh i should become a an, an, an insider now and he's just like bogo norris insider and i was like yep because <laughs> like that was before <laughs> game time decision i was like yo are you playing tonight and he's just like nah and i was like oh i'm an insider now so, <laughs> should have tweeted it out i should have the most important question i have from that entire story was what did you eat at tim horton's i don't even remember probably like a donut or something um, I'm asking the a, important questions here, man. Come on. <laughs> I got a small double double, and then I think it was a honey crueller. Pretty sure that's what it was. So we don't have good donuts down here. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to like, <laughs> I'm trying to live vicariously through you up there with the Tim Horton donuts. <laughs> Timmy's is great. When we, when I lived in, couldn't have any Timmy's. It was it wasn't uh, that far south. But like it was still in New York, so I didn't understand. I was like, it was like, oh, you got to go to Dunkin'. I was so sick of Dunkin'. I was like, give me my Timmy's. Dunkin' <laughs> Donuts sucks. Yeah, it's terrible. It's the worst. It's the worst Don't coffee ever made. They're terrible donuts. Like, you know, uh-huh. we're, we're not going to make any Boston fans, but to be honest, I don't really care. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate Boston. Said, I've never had Timmy's. Timmy's is great. Hey, Ryan McDonald loves it, so. <laughs> <laughs> I would say it's a rite of passage, like especially if you play hockey. Like at some point in time, you're going to be wasted at a Tim Hortons. <laughs> That's pretty fair. I think I had it the first time when I was in Victoria, Canada, and I was uh yeah I was positively whelmed. <laughs> yeah, we'll go to hockey tournaments and stuff like that, and there'll be no Timmys, and I'm like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I still haven't had it in my my short life, but it it really is on my bucket list. I haven't done a lot of uh of uh, up north with me and my buddy we were supposed to go up to back up to his place uh or we know where he used to live in new york 
and um, he got sick. It never really happened. But I was excited for Timmy's. That was really the only reason I was going. Hey, I mean, I don't know. I mean, the food's, like, mediocre, but it's just Timmy's. So, like, my one friend would come up from Binghamton and stuff like that. And he'd just be like, dude, we got to go to Timmy's. And I was like, all right. So it's the same like, thing with California and people that are like, oh man, we got to go to In-N-Out. Like, yeah. I mean, why? <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. It's not special if you live there. Exactly. We literally in the middle of my neighborhood. So like you walk like five minutes and there's a Timmy's right there. So that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Well, again, I can't thank you enough for coming on here. It was really, really nice hearing the story. Hey, anytime. It was fun. All right, uh, you want to uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the good game versus the uh, bad game? We uh, we did talk about the Anaheim loss. Uh, we can talk about the uh, we can talk about the uh, San Jose game, which was the uh, touchdown scoring game, seven to one. I'd be delighted to talk about that. So, so it was quite the bounce back. Go on. Uh, I mean we. We were on from the very beginning. I mean, the first, the first goal was three minutes in. Yeah, that that wasn't the prettiest goal. That was the the Colton goal. You know, he was. I'm not sure if he was trying to shoot or pass there, but I I know it went off of a Mark Edward Vlasic stick, and that kind of did set the tone for the whole game. Whereas when you look back at you know Anaheim and even LA, they weren't getting those like lucky bounces, which you know this this San Jose game was full of lucky bounces which we'll see later on in the game um but you know, you know it comes in and it goes it's a vulcanized piece of rubber that puck will do anything but mm-hmm. again just, just a lucky bounce off of a plastic stick into the net set the tone for the rest of the game yeah and it's amazing how you can really tell the difference between when a team is struggling when a team is on fire just by like the crispness of their passing and like everything just seems to connect like where nothing was connecting before things are bouncing all over the place and you're like, what the hell's going on? And then they get on and it's just like, everything is perfect. Yeah. And you, you know, it might not, might not even be something that like you can even see there, there. It's just something in the air. You know, there's a different attitude, different tone to the game, uh, especially on a back to back. Like what I was saying last week is that the majority of teams, they don't lose uh, two in a row, uh, you know, with a, with a legitimate back to back. Because, uh, you know, they're going to be – if they come off a pretty tough loss, they're going to be hungry to get one back. Or if they, you know, get a pretty easy win or something, they might be, you know, they might be a little bit tired, a little bit real in the next day, maybe maybe take it a little bit easier. It, it's a pretty interesting pattern. And, again, you know, just the moment that puck dropped, you could tell these guys were feeling a little bit different. Yeah, they, uh, it was good. Brian Elliott was good in that. He stopped uh, 23 out of 24 shots. Um, so he looked pretty good. Nice to see. I'd say it's probably his best game of the season so far. You know, a lot of the shots he was he was facing weren't too weren't too challenging. We were keeping a lot of the forwards to the outside towards the boards. You know, not not letting many uh, good shooting lanes come up. But he did have a couple squeakers that got through. You know, to the goal line. I think Hedman saved one, and there was another, maybe two more actually, that got through but not far enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The majority of the scoring in this game all took place in the first period. There were one, two, three, four, five goals in the first period, four from us and one from the Sharks, their only goal from uh, Jacob Megna or Menya, however you want to pronounce his name, probably Megna. I think it's Megna. You never can, never can tell with these 
with these folks and these crazy names. Steven Samkos got the second goal. That was his 20th. Uh, let's see who else. Joseph got one. Perry got one that he should have had the night before. That was his 11th. That and that, that's also one of those lucky bounce goals. I'm not sure who the, the defender dumping it, uh, trying to ring it around the boards was. Uh, thank you. Uh, who's that third assist say? Um, it was Edmund? Mc, uh, it was Belmar and McDonough. Okay, McDonough. Yeah, he was trying to ring it around the boards. And he, you know, the ref tries to get out of the way, but it bounces off his, uh, bounces off his leg right to Pierre-Edward Belmar who takes a quick shot, bounces right uh, right to Corey Perry, who took a little bit of a took a little bit of a punishing hit. And you know, that's gonna happen when you're in front of the net, but uh, you know, priorities, priorities, he gets his stick on the puck and puts it into the open cage. So that was all the first period. Um, second period, only one goal. Braden Point got one. Uh, that was his sixteenth from Cooch and Sorelli. In the uh, third period we had two from uh, one from Kalorn and uh, one from Ross Colton, who was on fire. Oh yeah, Col- Colton's had a really good couple of games. You know, going back to what I was saying earlier, um, you know, the, those two goals were very much deserved. Mm-hmm. What I really liked was that uh, Kalorn goal, because what what you'll hear on the broadcast all the time is when Victor Hedman is shooting the puck on the power play we get results and going back to the finals last year. I mean, you know, obviously you've got Stamkos and Kucherov on the wings point the bumper. And uh, I think they had Killorn, um, you know, being the, being the guy behind the net uh, trying to do the bumper pass to point. But you know, when that that's not working, Hedman goes into shooting mode and he puts Alex Killorn right in front of the goalie. And I think there was a time, three straight games, it may have been before the playoffs, just heading into the playoffs, um, but three straight games, they were all identical goals, um, beautiful tips from Killorn, uh, screening the goalie. I mean, it, it's almost a, a patented play, you know, Victor to Alex. Uh, the the success rate on it is, is rather high, especially when, you know, you can't get those one-time or bumper opportunities uh, from, from the rest of the forwards. So I really liked seeing that again, especially after a 0 for 7 power play the, the night before. For sure. It was definitely a good road trip, not counting the Anaheim game. If you can go 2-1 and one in California, that's pretty good. I think if you can go 2-1 and one in the Pacific time zone or if you can come away from the Pacific time zone with a winning record, that's pretty damn good. Yeah, make staying up worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's nothing worse than getting out there and being all groggy and jet lagged, and you know, you come home and then you got a nice fat break waiting in front of you. Because well, that was Saturday, so Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they don't play again till tomorrow night. So that's a five day break. Because you got that, you're staring at that, so you know you're playing your heart out. Like, okay, we just get this out of the way, and we go on a nice little five day break, and then uh, deal with the Devils tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I believe these are the games, um, or at least this game is one of the makeup games. This Devils one? Um, I think so. I tot- I could be totally wrong because um, next next Thursday, uh, you know, I'm not sure how the NHL rescheduled everything, but next Thursday we're playing the Avalanche, which I know is a makeup yeah, game. Yeah, that's definitely one. And then, Ari- and then Arizona, which I know is also a makeup game. Yeah, we got the uh, Devils, and then uh, Saturday is uh, the Vegas. Vegas is coming down. 
And then the Sharks again. So looking pretty good, looking pretty good. Those were our two games that we had during our, our, our week of preparation for, for this show. Got any closing thoughts on the two games? From the two games, no, I think we, we covered it pretty well. Um, that I, One thing that legitimately made me laugh in that uh, San Jose game was that no goal from Timo Meyer uh, when he was literally kicking Brian Elliott's pad, <laughs> trying to kick the puck in. And that wasn't even what they, you know, called the no goal for. Not not goalie interference is that he actually kicked the puck in with his left skate once he lodged it free. I, I just thought that whole sequence was funny. Uh, you know, you knew from the moment uh, they, you, you know, even before they called the goal, it was going to be no goal. I mean, Elliot, he was upset, and I, you know, I thought it was funny just just seeing how I mean, hard he, he was didn't just kick it like at his pad. He reared back like he was getting ready to kick a field goal. Oh yeah, he like, braced himself on the crossbar. <laughs> he was trying. I mean, it, now the question is: in a situation like that, like you say, you're decked out in San Jose Sharks gear, and you're one of like the 75 people that are in attendance for that game. So, you know clearly that that's not a goal. Do you boo anyways? Me, just because I'm always rowdy at games, I would probably boo, but I wouldn't take it, like, too seriously. <laughs> I just like to be as rowdy as I can within reason. One person that was missing from that game uh, was Eric Carlson. He did not play. So mm-hmm. uh, we saw a lot of um, Burns, who I have not seen in quite a while. So it was, it was. These are all teams that we just haven't played in a while, and so it was kind of nice to see those interactions again. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I love Eric Carlson. He's one of the best defensemen of this generation. Um, so I, I really – I'm not going to say what separates me from some other fans, maybe some casual fans. Is I really like seeing the other team's players. I watch a lot of, you know, non-lightning games. You know, I just – I like seeing these star players, you know, I'm sure as everybody else does. So it's kind of a shame not seeing Carlson – but I'm much rather happy with the seven to one win. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind watching him when he's not playing us. There's, there's, you know, how many other teams in the league that you can watch him play? You know, not to watch. He can sit down for a game. That's fine. Yeah, but it's sometimes it's interesting to see, you know, how they play against uh, the Lightning. A lot, you know, a lot of teams use this team as their benchmark. If they can beat the Lightning, I mean it. It makes some team seasons. I know in, in recent memory, the Lightning, they've had issues beating bad teams. Um, so I mean, I'm not sure if it's just they know that these games don't matter or something. They're not going to put their A game out. But, um, yeah, the last couple of years, it seems like some bad teams will, will get to them, like like Buffalo and, and Ottawa earlier this year. And, you know, both of those teams, you know, they're – I'm not expecting either of those teams to make the playoffs, even though Ottawa's on kind of a push right now. Um, they just well, they just lost it, one of their best players for a while. Oh yeah. Oh man, did you see what happened? Yeah, that was a really bad thing for that goalie to do. And apparently, that's not even uh, Aaron Dell is his name. That's not even like the first time he's done something like that. He apparently he likes to come out of his crease and and interfere. And I I get it, you know, goalies it's there's such a gray area in between them. You know, if you come out of your crease, you're just another skater, mm-hmm. but at the same time, don't touch our goalie. 
Um, but that that was just cheap. That was dirty. I'm, I that definitely was not the intention he had. He probably just wanted to separate him, you know, from the puck a little bit. But I mean, you, you didn't have to go out and do that. I mean, the kid shattered his knee or something. Yeah, his, some his lower, lower leg was knee or ankle or something. He went into the the boards, you know, feet first, and that did not. It didn't look good. That's for sure. He's. I mean, he's done for quite a while. Yeah, they took him out of the All Star game, and I mean, kind of, I'm not going to say a meaningless game. You know, every game's you know has something on the line, but you know, you're both bottom feeder teams. You know, I get you know both in the Atlantic, but still, I mean, cheap play that that really wasn't necessary to one of their best players, young players. It, it sucks to see just because. I don't know. You're you're salty that you're losing. You want to you want to maybe bring a little physicality, bring a little momentum, and you know it goes wrong. But again, just just a dirty play. We didn't even talk about uh, the big news from today, uh, which is that uh, Kucherov has entered the protocol. Oh yeah, I forgot. Which I'm not terribly stressed about. Um, I mean, obviously I am, but, you know, with – oh, you know what? I got the schedule mixed up. Because um, I thought we were doing all those games in a row when I was thinking about this to myself earlier, you know, New Jersey. Um, I thought we were playing Jersey, Colorado, and Arizona. And, you know, two of those games you can kind of expect to – I'm expecting to win two of those games. That Colorado game, that that's one – that that's must watch TV coming up for it's sure. Hurt not having Kucherov, but again, I wasn't too worried because now now the um, the protocol it's like five days now, so you know three games. That's but they haven't. It's not our schedule. They haven't said, uh, or at least I have not seen whether or not he was symptomatic. So that I think makes all the difference in the world because it's like the tests don't really make a difference as much anymore. It's it's the length of your quarantine is based on whether or not you're showing anything. Mm-hmm. I know the NHL did announce that they're going to stop testing asymptomatic players after the all-star break. Um, and so hopefully we're going to be getting less of these, you know, going into protocol scenarios around the league, you know, as a whole, mm-hmm. um, you know, the actual sick people are going to be, uh, you know, going to be sidelined. So hopefully he doesn't have it. Hopefully he's just, you know, slightly symptomatic. Cause again, you know, it can't kind of, I'm not going to say, you know, change, but maybe alter, you know, the way you play maybe for a couple of days and, you know, it, it kicks you. It, it's, it's never easy. So, well, they were just getting used to having him back, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you know, like your, your dad finally comes home from buying those cigarettes and now you're, you're, you're all excited cause you get to go fishing, you know, and you're, you know, you're, <laughs> you're building the fence in the backyard and tossing the baseball around. And the next thing you know, he's gone. He's in the, he's Brand in the leper milk. colony. <laughs> Yeah, so when I was saying I wasn't too worried that he's being, you know, that he's going to be sidelined because I thought we had a little bit of an easier schedule. But uh, revising, we have actually got the Golden Knights and then San Jose again and then Colorado. So I think he should be back for that Colorado game. Yeah, he definitely should be because that's next Thursday, Um, you know, if everything goes well. The bad thing about these, these, these protocols, though, is that you can't, you can't work out like you can't do anything. You can't skate. You can't do any of the things mm-hmm. that keep you. So it's going to, you can already almost discount 
whatever the first game back is, or at least the first couple periods that he's back in, because you just lose that rhythm. I'm going to predict his stat line. He's got one goal, two assists. Whatever game he comes back, one, one goal, goal, two assists. assists. All right. We'll, we'll mark it you, down. You we'll know, put it loss, in the red book. The laws of physics, they don't apply to Nikita Kucherov. He, he's something else. I mean, I was listening, uh, going back, watching the highlights, I was listening to the San Jose feed. And every time he touched the puck, they were calling him the magic man. I mean, that's a that's a title for Pavel Datsuk, who, you know, really was the magic man puck on a string. But um, they were giving high praise to Kucherov, saying, you know, he uh, again, this is the San Jose broadcast. You know, not much to talk about that game. Um, but, you know, with Kucherov, you got a plethora of, of, you know, material to talk about. And they're absolutely right. I mean, he's got the ability to to drag, you know, four defenders with them and just, just find lanes that the average person would not be able to find. I mean, I, I really would go out on a limb and say he uh, – I may have already saying he's the best passer in the league. Mm-hmm. Just You know, he's not the best – not the best skater, not the best goal scorer, but he's got the highest, at least, you know, among forwards, he's got the highest hockey IQ, and league-wide, he's got the best passing ability. I mean, looking back at the the finals last year, I think it was against the Islanders. Um, somebody passed it. it. It was him and Point on a uh, two-on-one, and one of the defenders passed it to Kucherov who just turned the blade of his stick and popped that puck over to Braden point. So Nikita Kucherov separates himself on the other side of the ice and feeds it back over to Kuch. Uh, and I mean, it, it was a super, super underrated play, which still got a lot of coverage, but it was again, to me, underrated play. I mean, nobody, you don't see that. Nobody really thinks about that. You know, you'll, you'll do some lobs and some saucer passes, but just to, just the, that split second ability to, to make up your mind and think of something that nobody, I'm not going to say nobody has ever done, but just at least something that's never been done that perfect. That little chip pass. I remember exactly what you were talking about too. I'm like picturing the play in my mm-hmm. mind right now. Yeah. That, that, that was crazy. I mean, uh, another not so hot take I'm going to say is that point and Kucherov is got to be the deadliest duo in the league behind McDavid and Drysaddle. I mean, I mean, they're neck and neck, but I mean, having Kucherov back in the lineup, he's got that ability to give Braden to take some of the load off of Braden point. For you sure. know, he's, he's still the same player, but he's going to get more opportunities. He's going to get a little bit less looks from players. Cause he's not the main guy, you know, point. He's always going to be the one taking the puck up uh, the ice with, with speed, but Cooch is the one taking the puck up with, finesse with uh with those magician hands of his and he he lets Braden Point or Steven Stamkos slip away uh the best who was saying this Steve Dangle he was saying this the, the best goal scorers find a way to make themselves invisible but the best playmakers make those goal scorers invisible oh for sure that's a good way of looking at it for sure so that's a pretty good show I think we did pretty well uh what uh, you want to touch on anything else before we uh, we fight, call it a day? We're uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a longer show than we normally do. A little bit. Of, we had a guest. Um, no, that was good. That was thing, awesome. Thank you to uh, Bogo Norris for for coming on. That was 
That was interesting. <laughs> we had a, yeah, an yeah. authentic I, uh, hockey voice on here for once. <laughs> oh man, he, he was a beauty. Um, I, again, I'd only chatted with him and you know seen some of his posts and so much. I was really again hearing the the in depth story and how how again you know personal he, he got with these guys and how just a, again just a small stupid little meme infiltrated its way into the Lightning locker room. I think that's something else. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, one last thing, uh, again, a lot of people say Dave Randorf, he, he, you know, he's not a lightning fan. He, um, not that he roots against you. People say this stupid shit, but a lot of people think he's against us. And one of his tweets recently, the, the Jack Adams, uh, trope, the best code of the year, the rankings came out. I think Mike Sullivan in Pittsburgh was number one and then a couple other teams, um, Dave Randorf was a little upset saying, you know, Coop, I mean, where is he? Just because he's got uh, a great team and has had a great team for, you know, years now, the better part of a decade, doesn't mean you should ever count him out. Um, I'm, I'm not paraphrasing. I'm actually kind of putting words in his mouth, but I don't have the exact tweet ahead of me. Um, but he was saying, you know, it's a little unfair just because, what this trophy has turned into is who is overachieving. Mm -hmm. That's literally what it is. Who is overachieving like Mike Sullivan with the penguins. And, you know, a lot of these guys are much, much deserved, but um, you know, the penguins, they had bad, bad injury troubles during the year and they're on, they had a 10 game winning streak and they're on their way to another right now. And then, you know, full credibility, but um, it's teams you would expect to not make the playoffs that it, Again, if, if they're non-playoff teams, they're not winning it. But if it's a team that's not expected to make the playoffs, and they do, you can pretty much guarantee that they're going to win the Jack Adams. It, it's not for the actual best coach. It really isn't. Yeah, and good way. I, I heard Randor, it was uh, a little bit of. I heard it as like uh, you may as well just call it like the most improved team award. Exactly that. Exactly that. Because I mean, how can you? I mean, we're, we're homers, but let's think about this. Try to think about this objectively, like look who we were missing for the vast majority of the year. And we still were carrying like the highest point total in the league for a good while. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know what more the man has to do to be considered the best coach in the league. I mean, he's literally the longest tenured coach in the league and he hasn't even been on the team, but for a, a decade now, like a little less than yeah. a, a little less than a decade. So, I think his numbers speak for themselves. I mean, he was the fastest coach to 400 wins or maybe just behind Scotty Bowman or something, you know, legendary Scotty Bowman. I think it's almost a shame that he hasn't won at least one. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's much happier with uh, two Stanley Cup rings. I'm sure he's not sweating it too much. I just think it's a little bit unfair that it has become the overachieving team award. Yeah, they make the same argument about the MVP and in, um, in – the NFL because it's like, you may as well just re rename it like the best quarterback of the league. Yeah. And you know, the same, same thing goes for, for the heart, the heart trophy. Um, it's the biggest overachieving team as well. You know, like uh, when Taylor Hall won it, yeah, it's not so much like with the Jack Adams, but when Taylor Hall won it back in 2018, I want to say um he he definitely was not the best player in the league, not by a long shot, but because his New Jersey Devils team was expected to do 
a whole lot of nothing and ended up making the playoffs even just by a hair, he was far and away the best player on his team. And you know what? I, I may be kind of – no, you know what? I'm actually going to backtrack a little bit because the Hart Trophy is the most valuable player to their team. So what it has become is the best player in the league. Right. Yeah, I, I actually screwed that up. So, yeah, it's the most valuable player to your team. You would think, like, so he by definition, just one. think about the think about the words, you know, if if you take that person off of the team, the team crumbles. Like, because they are the yeah. most valuable player on that team. So that part of it makes sense. But it does wind up becoming like who's the best player in the league just in general. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if your team is stacked or not. Like if your numbers are through the roof, then, then you're going to be in and consideration. That's what, the, uh, that's what the Lindsay trophy is for is the best player uh, or, you know, the, yeah, the best player in the league voted upon by the NHL players, which Kucherov won both the Hart and the Lindsay trophy in 2019. Uh, with that 128-point season, um, which I'm not going to say, you know, take the heart away from him. I just don't think he was the most valuable player to his team. He definitely was the best player in the league that year. I mean, I if, heard, you're gonna, if, if, uh, if, if you go by that definition, then for us, like, yeah, I know there's a separate trophy for it, but it begins and ends with Vasilevsky. Like, Absolutely. I was just about to say he that. is he is the most valuable player to our team at all times. Yeah, we th this team goes as far as Vazzy takes them. Uh, I believe we were talking about this a couple weeks ago. As people say that Vazzy gets carried it could not be farther from the truth. It could not be. Just just tell me you don't watch these games. Yeah, because this team goes I and mean, you know, it's no no knock to the, the forwards or defense. But again, I mean, he is. He is this team's MVP, and I think it was Elliot Friedman or Jeff Merrick, one of those two, uh, you know, really, you know, really well-respected media members, insiders. They were saying, first of all, they were saying that Victor Hedman was the best, not at one point, Victor Hedman was the best player in the league, not even best defenseman, but best player in the league. Um, but Elliot Friedman was saying that Victor Hedman is the best defenseman. But aside from that, they were also just recently saying that Vasilevsky makes a great case for Hart Trophy. And although it won't happen, um, everybody's going to say, you know, Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews, you know, all the actual, you know, branded superstars. People like Vasilevsky, they kind of get left in the dust, um, at least, you know, with these trophies. And I know these trophies don't mean anything. Look back at 2019. Right. Uh, Vasilevsky won the, the Vezina Cooch won every piece of hardware. And then look what happened, you know, sorry to be NBC and bring it up, but, uh, you know, How they, dare they, you. Did, they did diddly shit in the playoffs. Those trophy, the regular season trophies don't matter. So I'm not going to get too worked up about them, but I'll leave you with this. It's a damn shame that Vazzy did not win the Vezina last season. It's I agree. A damn shame. I agree. That is one of the biggest trophy robberies I can remember in recent memory. It was Flurry last year, right? Yes, it was Flurry, and I think Vasilevsky came in second in the voting, which again doesn't really matter. But I mean, he's the only goalie that is still with his team. And if you look at Philip Grubauer, who was third nomination, 
He's having the worst season, not of his career. He's having the worst season of any goalie in the league this year. He has kind of bounced back, but um, if you look at his advanced stats, they all point the wrong way. They're, they're all bad. And, you know, it's, you know, things aren't really working out in Seattle. Um, You know, he, again, he's kind of coming back within the last couple of games, but again, in flurry, he, he had a really good season for sure, but I don't think it was Vezina caliber. Um, Again, all, all the stats proved otherwise. Um, I'm not sure if Vazzy had a higher save percentage or not, um, but I think that that's always the one that they look at as save percentage. So, um, but he had, you know, like 10 more wins or something. It was crazy. It was robbery. Again, just from the eye test, Vasilevsky should have won it, and pretty much everybody would agree with you. Every Like, non-Lightning fans, they, they still will bring it up from time to time. Like, can you believe Larry won that? Like, it should have been Vasilevsky. Complete non-Lightning fans at all. They'll say that. I, I swear. I wholeheartedly agree. All right. Well, that is the official soapbox rant from the Gan Man. <laughs> that is a good way to uh, to wrap us up. So if you want to talk to uh, talk to us, you can. You can call us at 727-416-0613. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it on the show if we deem it worthy or if it just shows up at all. Or if you want to email us, you can at thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. That is the number one, thelightningrod1 at protonmail.com. Or you can reach us on Twitter at lightningrodpod. Uh, You can reach us on Twitter there. Slide into our DMs. I'm incredibly glad we went through this entire show and we did not talk about the Buccaneers once because (laughs) I've been welling up with, with tears just about I'm so glad that nobody nobody else brought it up. So we'll leave that one. Uh, we'll leave that one for the crows. So I'm equally as no, no. It's just despair. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> don't uh, don't hate the destination. Just just you know, love the journey. Enjoy the ride. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. So uh, let's see. Until next week, we'll have a, little, a few more games to talk about. And uh, maybe maybe we'll get some more micro celebrities on. Thank you again to uh, Bogo Norris. Uh, we'll put all his information in the show notes, and you can check him out. Uh, and for Gannon, I am Johnny Pipes coming to you from Miami. We will talk to you again next week. Peace out. <laughs>